Welcome to Anticdotes, a podcast where we hear from ants who are making a difference in their nieces and nephews' lives and who are learning life lessons along the way. Hear new ideas about how you can connect with your nieces and nephews and become the favorite aunt. I'm your host, Heidi Fry. Free from immediate family commitments, Nikki Sargent says she is free at the drop of a hat to be an aunt to her three nephews in Australia, with the exception of being oceans away in a COVID environment. As an aunt, she enjoys being a confidant, friend, and inner child all wrapped up in one. Due to a big age gap between the youngest and oldest in her family, she has had nephews and nieces while she was in her 20s and her last three nephews in her 40s. She has been privileged to almost experience what it's like to be a grandparent with her last three nephews as she is older and wiser, which she says comes with its advantages. Thank you, Nikki, for being with us to talk about your experience as an aunt. How did you feel when you became an aunt for the first time? Becoming an aunt for the first time was just so wonderful, but Sadly, I didn't have that connection because being an aunt wasn't in the same country, but it was really lovely. And then the second time or third time I became an aunt, it was in the country that I was in and I was again in my in 20s. So it was, it was a different, if I look at my journey of aunts, it's actually quite different. And we will explain it as we go through. So as an aunt in my 20s, you know, starting up a career and, you know, spending time with them. And, yeah, it, it was so it was so exciting and so much fun, you know. It was, it, it was just so, so good. And then there was quite a big gap of, like, I don't know, about 10 years or so. And then I became an auntie again in my late 40s. And that was like a completely different experience because it was almost like I was, all my friends were now grannies and now I'm becoming an aunt and I'm like not having the grandchildren. So it it was a completely different experience because I was more chilled. I was more, you know, I, I suppose that's what it must have been like having a grandchildren, you know, you know, you were. I suppose if you if you're a married person, you have your children. So that's like when I had my first nephews in my twenties, and then when you have grandchildren, it's like when you're like in your forties, fifties. So I had I had two completely different experiences, one in my twenties and one in my fifties. I must confess, you often hear grandparents saying that, you know, they made better grandparents than they did parents, and I kind of found that I made a better aunt in my 50s or late 40s and with my youngest one into nearly my 50s than I did in in my 20s. And I think for me, a lot of that was I was wiser. I'd sort of gone through the bulk of life. So you're at that that 40s and the 50s, you're more chilled, you know, you kind of know more who you are. You, there's no inhibitions. If you want to act a little bit stupid with 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 your nephews, it's fine. You know, if people look at you, it's like, oh, well, that's their problem, not yours. And that 
actually helped me in my caregiving as well, you know, because you just realize that you, you don't have to be the serious person. And I think that was that, yeah, it, as I said, it was just, it was just different stages, different stages, different feelings. And do you see yourself in your nephews at all? And how do you see yourself in them? I, yeah, I do. I do definitely. You know, sometimes I'll see little traits in my nephews that I, I kind of think, obviously, it, I, I like to think it kind of comes from me. And yeah, I, I just do. And the oldest nephew of my brother, I mean, to me, he just looks just like me. And I've even teased my sister-in-law and I said, you know what, I've got no children, but I'm claiming this one as my one. You know, I think the first time I said it to her, she was like, like that's my firstborn child um <laughs> but now after she's had three boys it's like oh, okay it's it's not that bad but yeah you you do it, it's quite funny you do you see traits not only of you but like of your parents as well and it's just it's just so nice to see that because it's that bond as well that's there it's, it's indescribable isn't it yes and then when the pandemic hit, how were you able to spend time with your nephews during that time? Well, that was that was a difficult one because I was actually very lucky because my nephews are now in Australia. So I managed to get out of the UK, which correlated with the time that my client died that I was looking after. And so I managed to jump on an airplane, literally got into Australia on the second last flight before they closed the borders. And I was in Australia for like 10 weeks. So although there was this mad panic, like, oh, you know, Auntie Nies come from, you know, England, where it's just like Corona. I mean, my nephews didn't even call it COVID. It was coronavirus, you know. It's like, oh, you know, she's got the coronavirus. It was like so funny because when I first got there, I was in a little granny cottage and I felt it was just a glass thing and I felt like this goldfish on the bowl and you know my food was dropped outside and everyone ran like hell before I opened the doors just in case I infected them but then after I came out you know it was fine and then I flew back to the UK and I haven't been back since June last year so it's really tough it's really tough not being them and you know it's hard it's it's really really hard I can't wait until the borders open again yeah what are some of the things that you do to build your relationship with your nephews? Just giving them time, you know, just spending time with them, just chilling with them, talking to them, playing games with them, and just interacting with them, you know. And I think it's also just like being present, being available. I don't want to say being at their level, but, you know, just talking about and being interested in the things that they are interested in. Because let's face it, well, when you've got nephews, they're definitely different to dealing with nieces, you know. So it's, you, you know, you have to adapt. And it's the same, you know, like like each nephew, I will give a certain part of me to because nobody, none of us are the same. So my nephews all get a different level from me um, as to what I kind of feel they are needing at that particular time. So they each get a uniqueness from me, which I think is 
they value, they value a lot from me. And, you know, I, I can be their confidant. I can be the person that messes around with them. I can be the one that gets into trouble with them, with their parents, you know. <laughs> um, so that that is it. I'm like, I can like conspire with them, you know. I'm like, <laughs> I can be one of the gang, you know. Um, and that that's, you know, that that's good for them. And it's also good for me. And so you mentioned you haven't been able to see them since June of last year. So how are you able to connect with them when they live so far away? Oh, it's hard, eh? Because you know what? When you first leave them, the FaceTime calls are fine. You know, auntie knees on the phone and they're all right. And then after a while, it's, I can be speaking to an hour to the parents and I'm lucky if they see them because they're involved in their own lives. And and sadly, that's that's actually what happens. So I do phone them every week, you know, try and have a chat to them. And they we also play, I'm useless at games, but there's this thing called Clash of Clans that we kind of play because there's eight hours difference between Australia and them. So we kind of also do things like that on it. And yeah, but it's hard. It's It's like hard going because I miss that connection so much. And it's like there's an emptiness inside of me. And it's so nice when I do speak to them, you know, they say to me, oh, we just miss you so much. We can't wait until you come so we can give you hugs. And that's the best thing, getting hugs from my nephews. I mean, even my 13-year-old, man, he gets like the best hugs out. You know, those ones that you just hold on to, you (laughs) know, and I've always been the one when it comes to my nephews, I've never been the one to pull away from them. I've let them pull away from me first. Because I actually find that that is so important. They must be the ones to pull away from me first, not me away from them. Mm-hmm. And it's so strange because I notice that now the, the older two, they will hug me tight, you know. And then we have to say, okay, we let go now, you know. And so you let go first. No, you let go. And I think that's really special, you know. Again, it's one of those things that you can't describe. Mm-hmm. And what is your favorite memory with your nephews? My favorite memory, I, I think it's it's just like just sitting down, just laughing and joking about things. And I've got so many, you know, just messing around with them, whether it be digging in the sand or running on the beach, doing canoeing and not even doing it properly because I'm always falling out of the water. And I think that's what's the nice thing is just to to try new things with them, even though as an adult you fail because it, it's good for them to see us as adults failing and it's okay. It's hard to say, do I have a favorite thing? Because just spending time with them is my favorite thing, you know, whether it's a call to them, just, just being in their presence just fills my bucket. Yeah. I like that point about trying new things and being okay to fail in front of them so that they feel comfortable to try new things and not be expected to be perfect at things. I think that will open them up to trying more in their lives. What have you learned from your nephews? Wow. That's actually a good question. I've learned that it's okay for me to be myself. You know, it's okay for me not to be perfect. It's okay for for them to see me vulnerable. And it's okay for them 
to be there for me. I love that. And what do you think they've learned from you? That they got a cool aunt. <laughs> <laughs> yes, they do. <laughs> um, I like to think that they feel an added appreciation for the work that I do and what I share with them. And I also like to think that they learn by my example and the life that I lead, you know, you know, I'm, I'm always encouraging them to just be themselves and to love one another and just, yeah, um, it's that two-way situation. And yeah, it's just, it's just so beautiful just to watch them just blossoming into beautiful human beings, you know. I mean, a funny story. I mean, when I go to Australia, it's a weird experience. My nephews towards the end of the holiday saying, Auntie Lee, please don't spend any more money on us. I mean, <laughs> how often do you act, actually get nephews that ask you to stop, you know? <laughs> I mean, it's it's very rare. It's very, very rare. So I, I think the thing I appreciate the most about my nephews at young ages, they've got such strong morals, values, and principles, and I'm just so proud of them. And do you have any advice to give other aunts to help them connect with their nieces and nephews? Seriously, just be a cool aunt. I think at the end of the day, I, I think nieces and nephews have an aunt as a big playmate, you know, it's somebody that they can just go who they can enjoy getting a giggle out of, who they can enjoy giving a prank to. I think in a way, I think aunts are there to actually teach them that even people that are are in their in, in a world as they grow up that are more intellectually uh, advanced in them or stature that those people are reachable. And I think for me, I think that's my role as an aunt is for them to push the boundaries by going, oh, well, let's try this with Antony or all that or that. So I'm almost like their boundary pushes. And when I say boundary pushes, I don't mean that in a, in a terrible way because we very often you say, oh, so-and-so is always pushing their boundaries because it's a negative. But pushing your boundaries to see that you can get the best out of yourself and in turn the best for other people. That's beautiful. And you sound like a cool aunt. So I, oh. love, that. I love that advice to everybody. Be the cool aunt. If you are the cool aunt, then you know what? Your purpose is there and you are instilling in them that they are cool as well. And what nephew or niece doesn't want to be cool? Come on. <laughs> I love that. That's awesome. Well, thank thank you. you so much for coming on and sharing more about your relationship with your nephews and giving us some advice in the process. So thank you oh, for being I, here. Thank you so much, Heidi. And uh, once again, thank you so much for having me on your podcast. And uh, you're doing a great job. I just love the way that you interview and you're awesome, girl. And I'm sure you're an awesome aunt too. Oh, thank you.
In addition to being a cool aunt, Nikki is also an Alzheimer's ambassador, advocate, and champion, and promotes an awareness leading to a change in mindset, eliminating the stigmas attached to Alzheimer's. Please check out an episode I recorded with Nikki on the Single Soul Circle podcast, and check out her LinkedIn page for more information. I will include those links in the show notes. Thank you for listening to Anecdotes. Be sure to subscribe to get the latest episodes and also join us on our Facebook group to talk with other ants. You can join that group at facebook.com slash groups slash anecdotes. That's spelled A-U-N-T-E-C-D-O-T-E-S. And if you're interested in being a guest on the show, email me at anecdotes at gmail.com.